Some of them that uh, that looked like they were going to be a little worse, but uh, got got lucky in that regard. By weeks, real quick before we jump into this, going into week seven is going to be Baltimore, Indy, Minnesota, and Miami. So we're going to start off with running back and wide receiver, and then I'll hit you guys with the quarterback and tight end streaming options at the end. Kicking things off at running back, we had injuries to Mark Ingram, Miles Sanders, and Raheem Mostert. Uh, not sure on Raheem Mostert. It doesn't seem like it's going to be anything long-term for Mark Ingram. And Miles Sanders seemed to avoid, for now anyway, the ACL injury by you know Pro Football Doc on Twitter and a couple of the, the other injury uh, fantasy people think it's going to be just meniscus. So that is good news. So that shouldn't be that shouldn't be too lengthy for Miles Sanders, which is obviously a, a good thing. We can't take too many more hits at, at the running back position. But kicking things off, tier one for me for week seven is going to be Justin Jackson. And uh, so the only guy I have in tier one additions for me at running back is going to be Justin Jackson. He's rostered in 53 and 45% of leagues on ESPN and Yahoo. So probably not available in your 12-team leagues, but 10-team, I would definitely be adding him. If he was dropped because they had the bye week, absolutely pick him up. I think he looked better than Joshua Kelly did last week. And the, the his opportunity and stats bear that out. He gets Jacksonville week seven, so he would be my my top ad. But I'm not going to go out and blow a bunch of my fab or anything on him because Eckler is going to be returning. Josh Kelly's still there, so it is going to be muddied. But he is going to be my only one in tier one. Tier two for me, Jamal Williams and Boston Scott. I'll be straight up with Boston Scott. I. I never really understood the hype with him. I know he had some good games toward the end of the year last year, but I, again, this is going to be a hopefully a short-term thing with Miles Sanders. That offensive line is absolutely dreadful. They're basically running out practice squad guys there, so I'm not going to go crazy on Boston Scott for those reasons. Jamal Williams has standalone value, and obviously if anything were to happen to Aaron Jones, it is wheels up for him. He's only rostered in 23 and 25 percent of leagues tier three is a bunch of kind of shoulder shrugs and handcuffs for me and that's going to be Lamichael p ryan jd mckissick jamichael hasty tony pollard and brian hill p ryan i think is interesting but kind of the same thing with boston scott that i mean that offense is is not great to to put it lightly but i do like him better than frank gore i think he has more upside he did get uh 
Pirine saw seven carries and three targets in the game. Frank Gore had 11 carries and four targets. So Frank Gore is still going to be involved. But I think as this year goes on, the, the Jets are sitting in 0-6. There's no reason for them to continue to, to run Frank Gore as much as they are. But it is Adam Gase at the end of the day. So maybe they do. But I do like Michael P. Ryan. And if, if you need a, a deep, deep option, Ty Johnson had 42 yards on three carries. But I still like P. Ryan better jd mckissick is interesting if you're like in a 14 team uh full ppr league he was he was involved again it's going to be him and gibson it doesn't really seem like they're going to be giving gibson the full workload there anytime soon so you can pick up mckissick as a you know bunch of injuries or bye weeks start to hit you i think you can plug him in as like as a flex option they are going up against dallas this week so they should be playing from behind so should be getting a a bunch of targets there as he has seen eight eight and six targets over the past three weeks and he has actually had over 40 at least 40 yards in all of those weeks as well depending on what happens with Raheem Mostert Jamichael Hasty could be could be interesting he's not uh, rostered in either league it's sitting at zero percent for ESPN and Yahoo if Raheem Mostert is is going to be missing a couple of weeks with his ankle injury, um, obviously Tevin Coleman is still on IR, so it's going to be back to Jarek McKinnon. Jeff Wilson missed, I think, with a calf injury on Sunday's game. So so we know that Shanahan likes to run a committee system. Jermichael Hasty looked he actually looked pretty decent, I thought, against the against the Rams when he got some some extra run while they were ahead. Tier four. Gus Edwards, Gio Bernard, Corey Clement. So Gio did exit, I think, in the first half with a with an ankle or a foot injury. He came back and played, but his touches were definitely throttled down a little bit. I don't know if this. I don't think it's anything to worry about going forward. But again, if if, if you're desperate, maybe a 14 team league or 16 team league, Gio might have a couple more touches next week when they face off with Cleveland. So he might be somebody you wanna you wanna look at. I threw Gus Edwards in Gus Edwards in here, even though they have the the buy. If Ingram is gonna be missing any any additional time, it doesn't seem like they are, especially with the bye week. But I wouldn't put in a claim on Edwards. Maybe after it goes first come, first serve. If you have the room on your bench, throw him in there and kind of see what happens and wait for the news. And worst comes to worst, you always drop him and pick somebody else up. Corey Clement, I'm going to throw in here. Uh, Boston Scott out-touched and out-snapped. Corey Clement, I'll throw in here at the end. Uh, Boston Scott saw 35 snaps to Clement, 7. But, again, I, I don't think Scott is someone who you want to have run the bulk of, of your touches and carries or anything like that. So, again, deep deeper league option. He's not rostered in either uh, ESPN or Yahoo League. So you can throw him in there if you're if you're desperate. If you're playing in ESPN leagues, Damian Harris is only rostered in 44% of leagues. Sonny Michelle is still on IR, so you can look to add him there. Wide receiver, tier one. The, it's, it's who we thought we were going to be talking about, right? T. Higgins, we'll, we'll give an exception for that. But uh, Tim Patrick and Travis Fulgham are also going to be in tier one. Tim Patrick has had back-to-back 100-yard games. He has scored in three straight weeks. T. Higgins is starting to come into his own. He's had seven, eight, and eight targets over the past three weeks, 77 yards, 62, and 125 
this past week against Indy. Obviously starting to look good there. A.J. Green actually looked like A.J. Green of all. We saw a glance of that. But T. Higgins, if he's available, definitely go out and roster him. He would be my top receiver ad for the week. Tim Patrick, past three weeks, he's either had 100 yards or a touchdown in every single game. He's been getting the targets there as well. And Travis Fulgham, I mean, there's 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 nothing else there, right? I would be careful with throwing a bunch of fab or a high waiver priority with Fulgham just because I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen with him once they once Philadelphia gets gets healthy. But since Fulgham has been added into the fold, he's had a touchdown every week and at least 50 yards. He saw 13 and 10 targets the past two weeks. So you could definitely do worse. They're going up against the Giants. But again, I, I wouldn't go crazy just because Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and uh, a stash that I like that I have in Tier 4 for this week, Jalen Rager, should be returning. Obviously, Fulgham has done enough that I think he'll have some role, but I'm just not sure how how – I'm just not sure how involved he's going to be once once those receivers come back and are healthy. Tier 2, Mike Williams and Cole Beasley. With Justin Herbert playing as well as he has been, I've I've never been a huge Mike Williams fan, but if Herbert's going to keep chucking it up and Mike Williams is going to keep making plays and making catches the way he did against New Orleans, you can definitely look to add him. He's, only, he's rostered in less than 50% of leagues on ESPN and Yahoo!, and Cole Beasley has quietly been super steady. Obviously, he's going to be playing tonight on Monday, so uh, definitely keep an eye out for him there. But if you look at what he's done this year, he's had less than five targets in only one game. He's scored. Cole Beasley has quietly been pretty steady this year. He's not putting up massive numbers, but if you're looking for a, a flex option who has a really safe floor, I think Cole Beasley is definitely in in consideration there. He only has one game this year with less than five targets, and he's had at least 50 yards in every single game other than week four against the Raiders, and he scored in that game. So with if they're going to let Josh Allen keep tossing the ball around, they're not going to be the run-first offense that we thought they were going to be. Cole Beasley is definitely in consideration here in week two. Tier two, rather. Tier three, got a bunch of names here I'm going to throw out to you guys. So I'm going with Christian Kirk, Miko Harmon, Russell Gage, Darnell Mooney, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, LaVisca Chenault, and Keelan Cole. Obviously, watch out with... I wish I could put Miko Harmon up in tier two, obviously being tied to, to Patrick Mahomes, but he just hasn't been consistent in, in terms of his usage or anything. Got to pay attention to see how long Sammy Watkins is going to be out. They do have a bye week coming up, so maybe they hold Watkins out for, for the next two weeks. And if that's going to be the case, maybe Miko Harmon and Demarcus Robinson get a little bit of a bump. But again, just... Just not involved enough to for me to, to throw him up in Tier 2. Christian Kirk has been getting involved a little more often over the past couple of weeks. Week 2 went 57 in a touchdown. Christian Kirk has been getting involved a little bit more over the past couple of weeks. Their schedule sets up really nicely over the next couple of weeks as well with Dallas, Seattle, Miami. Christian Kirk is intriguing. His involvement has been uh, increasing in the in the offense over the past couple of weeks, and he does have a a nice schedule set up after uh, after Dallas tonight. Gets Seattle, Miami, and then a bye. He has had at least five targets in every single game that he's played this year, 
And then uh, from week two to week four, he either has at least 50 yards or a score in those. And obviously being tied to Kyler Murray, that's something that, you know, you, we always want to jump in on. Keelan Cole had himself a day. Shout out to Kevin Steele. That's his boy. He's been talking about Keelan Cole since the offseason. And uh, I laughed at him when he brought up Keelan Cole. Again, not, not someone who's going to be blowing your doors off. He obviously had the big week this week. He's been He's been pretty steady. He has at least four catchers for 43 yards in every single week. Again, like I said, obviously had the the six for 143 this week against Detroit. Don't count on that going forward. But kind of like a, a, a but kind of like Cole Beasley, he's just been pretty steady. So especially if you're in like a 12 team, 14 team league, something higher like that, and you need like a, a flex option on you know bye weeks and injuries. If that if that injury bug hits you, you can plug him in and you know feel pretty confident he's gonna get, probably get you around like the the eight. PPR points. Tier four for me, like I said, Jalen Rager, he's a stash. He should be coming back healthy. That offense obviously needs weapons. So I don't think there's going to be any kind of a reacclimation period for him. I think he just gets thrown in and sees a bunch of a bunch of snaps and a bunch of opportunity right off the bat. He should be returning soon, coming off the of IR and that thumb injury. And then Zach Pascal, I know he's on by, so kind of the same thing with Gus Edwards. Don't put a, a high waiver claim in on him. Do it first come, first serve after waivers run and go pick him up if you have the space. Again, that, that's going to be more of a of a deeper league play. You're not going to add Pascal in eight or a 10-team league or anything like that. But a name to watch, uh, T.Y. Hilton has just – T.Y. Hilton has been super disappointing, and Zach Pascal has kind of been picking up the slack in, in his absence. All right, for our quarterback streamers for week seven, tier one, Justin Herbert, if he was dropped, definitely go pick him up if, if you're looking to stream the position. Gets Jacksonville week seven, and then Denver, the Raiders, and Miami. So setting up nicely there for him. Tier two, Andy Dalton, Teddy Bridgewater, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo bounced back after a dreadful performance last week. Gets New England, Chicago, New Orleans, and then Atlanta over the next four weeks. Teddy Bridgewater was disappointing this past week, but it was definitely his his worst outing, and his schedule coming up is sets up pretty nicely as well with New Orleans, Atlanta, Kansas City, and Tampa Bay. Tight end. I mean, I hope let's. I will hope for all of you that you have your tight end because this is gross out here. So tier one, only one name for me: Jordan Akins. That's simply just because he's going to be tied to Deshaun Watson. He's going to be in the best offense here. Didn't play this last week because of the ankle and the concussion, but he did practice in limited participation for most of the week. So I I would expect him to be back. He's rostered in less than 5% of leagues on ESPN and Yahoo. Gets Green Bay, and we saw what the the ghost of Gronkowski gets Green Bay in week seven, and we saw what the ghost of Gronkowski passed did to Green Bay this past week. So one of probably one of my favorite options. Tier two, Eric Ebron, Greg Olson. I mean, just I I don't know. Just you're not gonna be able to count on them. Like I said, this this, this is gross. Don't feel great about either of them, but if you need somebody, you know, c- cross your fingers and pray. And then tier three, I'll say his name. Logan Thomas, he finally found the found the end zone, finally had a decent game. He went 342 and one. 
like I said, with J.D. McKissick, they get Dallas in week seven, and then they go on by. So someone you can just pick up and then dump if you if you absolutely need to. All right, guys, appreciate you joining me. If anything crazy happens with these Monday night games, we still have the two left, obviously. We'll definitely hit you guys with another pod, another video, and an article. So be sure to like, subscribe, whether you're listening on podcasts, whether you're watching this on the YouTube channel. We appreciate all the engagement. Podcast, I, I, I swear, we're coming back. We're not going to neglect you anymore. You know, we, we owe you one, and we'll, we'll figure out something to, to win you guys back. So until then, we'll talk to you guys soon. Hope you have a good rest of week six.